Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, I'm very excited, Crimson Rogue. Oh my. I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. And what series we covering? Did you hear that though? What? Because uh, it might have been blurred out because this week we're talking Shonen Shoujo. Yeah, the two demographics, the two genders, literally, I guess. Yes, inside of you, there are two wolves, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you get it. They're both manga and they're both edgy. They're both manga genres. Yes. So, David, uh, why don't we get into the details here? Absolutely. So, this was created by a team of Izin Nisio, who did the story, and then Akira Akasuki, who did the artwork. I think you can tell that because the art is, again, better than the writing. Yeah. But yeah, what were the run dates here? January 4th, 2016 to April 4th, 2017. So very clean start and end dates. Yeah. Began on the 4th, ended on the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, wrong month. Just off. Barely off. (laughs) Yeah, 16 chapters, three volumes, you know? Yeah. So not a very long one. Shonen Shoujo, a.k.a. Ill Boy, Ill Girl, is that what it is? Yeah, that's uh, the other name for this series. I think that's easier to Google. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, Shonen Shoujo manga. Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the fucking plot summary. What, what, what do you say we do that? Yes. A young boy is stabbing a little girl to death with scissors while sobbing like a fucking baby. And you may be asking yourself why. That's the cold open to this series. This is not my beautiful wife. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> this is not my beautiful rusty scissors. Well, you see, you may look at that unnamed boy like he's different, but he looks at you like you're all the same. No, really. He like has a condition where everyone he sees has a scribbled out face and <laughs> that condition is going to kill him before he turns 12 he discovers this one after intentionally ruining the gym class human pyramid of children as a way to strike back at society david at society he starts vomiting black blood which by the way i (laughs) i'm glad somebody in the manga said black blood because that is not something that we could have determined in a black and white medium (laughs) if i had a nickel for every time a medium made color important in a black and white medium yeah, come on. I'd have at least two. Thanks, Build King. Yeah. He thinks his condition kicks ass, though, because he's sick of all these boring phonies who don't stand out. And being the first kid to die of a terminal illness will cement his place in the history books. This will prove that he truly is the most specialist individual ever. Popcorn David. (laughs) But then in the middle of all the attention he's getting for being a dying child, a little girl whose face he can see walks up to him. She has the same condition he has and sees everyone else as if their faces are covered by scraps of cloth. Except for his. Even worse, she's older and probably going to die of the illness before he does. (laughs) I love that I'm laughing because how ridiculous that is about children dying. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. How dare she? How fucking dare she? If she does first and the disease will be named after her instead of him. And he won't be in the history textbooks and he'll no longer be a tragic protagonist. His only solution based on what we saw is to murder this terminally ill child before she dies of her <laughs> disease. Yes, that is the extremely logical action that he thinks he should be doing. That's the only thing you can do, David. Uh, first impressions, I just want to say I really love... <laughs> 
how the fucking doctor that he's talking to sets him up for this in like an amazing way. Like he's like, well, can you name this after me? And he's like, well, yeah, if you are the first person to die of this disease, of course. Did you notice what the doctor said didn't really make any sense because he's like, I didn't think this disease existed. And then he has like a bunch of facts about the disease. So it's like, uh, so did you know about this disease or not? And I guess the idea is that once he realized it was existed, he researched it. But just the way he phrased it was really stupid. There's already another girl with the disease. Yeah. That's like the point. Also, I love how the fucking disease, it seems to be like literally no. It doesn't kill you around the time you're 12. Literally when you're 12, you die. This is like the U19. <laughs> this is Logan's run. Maybe the parody should be Logan's run. Did you know the deaf age in Logan's run was like 22 years old? I knew it was young. Human Prime is 23 years old, so it doesn't even biologically make sense. <laughs> I mean, that's the point of the movie, though, right? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't watch documentaries. Neither of us have seen Logan's Run. Neither of us know what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> this is also somehow edgier than Instant Bullet. Right? I wanted to read this entire thing in, like, this voice. Because this is how the protagonist thinks. This is the voice he thinks in, I bet. And it's like, this entire thing is we live in a society bottom text. Yeah. Like, this is... Joker face. Oh my god. Joker face. Yes, this kid... This kid's like the most Joker character we've read in it's a long so time. Stupid. He's... Oh my god, it's dumb. I fucking hate this kid so much. I love how this disease is like having extreme ADD, where he can't pay attention to, to things and faces. So it's like, yeah, that's how ADHD pretty much works is not being able to pay attention to anything. Yeah, I also really like how it's like his whole issue is that nobody's an individual. And it's like, dude, you literally, literally have a disease that gives you face blindness. Yeah. This isn't a case of you just like, everybody looks the same. It's like, no, literally everybody looks the same to you. There's a medical reason for it. So maybe chill the fuck out. They look like people to you. Yeah, they look like people to you. Exactly. God, what a great line that was from <laughs> Silent Hill. That's really the line that's kept giving from that, that uh, Silent Hill 3. Oh my god. Like, one of the best lines right. in any video game, honestly. Completely changed everything. This is, again, like, Earthchild, how do you make 100 chapters from this premise? I don't know. I have another question. How the fuck do you make a manga starring a terminally ill child and make me want him to die right. painfully? That's a feat. You you took the most sympathetic type of person, like, possible. A child under the age of 12 with a terminal disease and made me hate his fucking guts. That is such an opening. How is this shonen? Like, a 12-year-old could be reading this. Yeah, he's got these rusty scissors just stabbing the shit out of this little girl. And she's smiling. Yeah. Did Jonan Vasquez write this shit? Is this I fucking... don't know, man. The art is pretty solid, though. The art is pretty solid. The kid looks very expressive. You can tell what he's feeling from like, like, like his facial expressions have a lot of nuance in them. I think that the scribble effect honestly looks kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think that's a really fun effect. Yeah, it is. And the little girl says she sees people as scraps mm -hmm. of cloth, which makes me think that like, oh, maybe we'll see it from her perspective a little and it'll look different. What if they introduce like a bunch of other characters who just see who have the same disease and just see people with different things covering yeah. their faces? I want the guys, everyone's <laughs> face is covered in bees. <laughs> and that's the origin story of the pain. They introduce like a happy-go-lucky girl who, who sees everybody's face covered in flowers. Yeah, well, that's actually a cool visual effect. But yeah. yeah, and then it's just, it's really funny how he wants to die so he, the disease will be named after him. And that's like such like a rotting teenager, even though he's like 10 years old. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like, at this point, I kind of don't blame him entirely because it's like, well, you're going to die anyway, dude. Uh, Like, you may as well just embrace it. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Exactly. This kid still sucks. I hate him. I hope the disease does kill him second. So, Jordan, I take it you don't want to read Narten. No, I don't. Do you? Nah. Literally, my only interest is how do you make this plot work? This feels like it yeah. should be like a three chapter thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what? We don't need any more chapters after this, I think. Yeah. We're good. Just just cut it And the fact that this is killing makes me feel pretty good about my guesses. So if I may, I think that murder was a dream sequence because I think the author is going to realize he wrote himself into a corner and he can't have the main character violently kill another child. (laughs) I think that somehow they're going to see an adult whose face they can see and it's going to turn out that you can survive this disease and that's going to be like what the long form plot is, is figuring out who that guy is and how he survived. I'll take half a point if they just literally meet an adult whose face they can see. And the main character now, this is probably giving the writer too much credit, but the main character no longer wants to die, but he ends up dying anyway in a cruel twist of irony. Ooh, ooh. See, that? that's some dramatic irony right there. Emphasis on the dramatic. This guy really wants to be like a tragic protagonist yeah. specifically. So like he says, he literally says, I want to be a tragic protagonist. So that might happen. How about you, Jordan? Uh, they find a cure and the main character is pissed about it. Yeah. Um, and the reason why that cold open happened is because the little girl asked him to kill her before her disease does. Mm -hmm. So actually it's like not that evil when you think about it. He's just like doing a mercy killing, you know, sympathetic, blah, blah, blah. The last one is the little girl is just so fucking nice to him the whole time, despite him being a gross piece of shit to her, just (laughs) violently creepy. What's your power word? Oh, my power word is disorder, because there's a lot of fucking things wrong with this series. Nice. Mine is illin. You know, we're going back to the 90s for this one, you know? I'm illin, man. This this series is illin, except that's supposed to mean cool, so this is the opposite. I like it. And then Jordan, though, yeah. you ready for some Q&A? Let's do it. So first up from Holly91, I'm looking forward to the fact that I saw him in person. Just note, we record this before we usually do. So we did it before the break. We actually record this before the floppy. So if things don't make sense, too bad. What is the saddest (laughs) or most emotionally draining manga or anime you've ever experienced and why? Maybe the first episode of Two Year Eternity. Oh, God. I did not watch the second episode. I got it after the first. I was good. Now, then, here and there is very, very depressing. Yeah. I also think, even though it's probably going to be my recommendation, is Takapi's Original Sin, which is likewise just terrible, terrible things happening to children. Oh, great. They tried to recreate the chainsaw model where they had an author who made a really fucked up manga make a shonen manga. Um, He's the guy who's doing that, like, family secret or whatever it is. Oh, that one. Yeah. But this series literally, like, active children deaf in this series. Oh, boy. It's very good, though, Jordan. It's only like 16 chapters. So, oh, yeah, it was like a set miniseries. Oh, OK. So it wasn't canceled. It was just like... it was very clearly designed for its runtime. That's good. I, I honestly think that that should happen more. Mm-hmm. But that was a great question. Next up yeah. from ZZ Digital. What inspired you guys to start a podcast? And was Shonen Flop your first idea? The answer is yes. That was our first idea. I was like, man, this is a fun topic. Jordan's a great guy. I was reading Zip Man. Yeah. It got canceled. And I was like, huh, that wasn't that great. But I wonder if any canceled manga is actually worth reading. And then the pandemic happened. No, this was during the pandemic. Well, this is our like, oh, we have a ton of free time. Let's do something during then, the pandemic. And then the pandemic was happening. And then the pandemic continued. <laughs> All right, next up from Agpa, which other series would you like to see the Magu God of Destruction take over for a chapter and adapt to the rules of the series they invaded, a la Protect Me Shigamaru? I think Magu uh, would be interesting to be in uh, Morikeng. 
Morking would be great. Because I feel like they're somewhat similar in some ways, you know, or at least like they have a similar level of, uh, I can't think of the word, but like a, a similar um, approach or dynamic kind of. Yeah. A Magu-chan crossover high school family would be absolutely adorable. Oh, yeah. Magu and Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think for a canceled series, I think Duran Duran would be fun because it would be fun to see Magu hanging out with that uh, little little fella being that just being be buddies, fun, yeah, being monster buddies, you know. Yeah. All right. Next up from Stackhorn, are there any series that are that are longer than flops but still short, twenty five to forty chapters that you'd like people to know about? Jordan, I think that there is a series we're talking about on Patreon right now that I wish more people had read. Oh yes, we're talking about a Gravity Boys, and I would say it was pretty darn good. Yeah. Also, Sandland was pretty good. Sandland is good, but I, I like I, I, that's a mini series, so I don't know if that's like you know. And Sandland is getting in, like an anime adaption now. Well, it doesn't specify flops; it just says like any series. So I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, Three Days of Happiness is really great too. That's another really depressing series about a guy who like sells his life span for money Whoa. until he only has like three days left. Hmm. That's a really melancholic series to read as well. Yeah, it sounds sad. And then next up from Aussie Rat, using Chainsaw Man as a basis, what's the meaning of life? Food and tits. Yeah, I was going to say again late, baby. Food and tits. That's all you need. God, I love how Denji just during that scene with the TV where you think he's going to be a big character. Millie says, you know, I just want to eat good food and get laid. Yeah. 90 chapters of it. Still the same Denji. Still the same. And he's still right. God, I love Dennis. I love my son. Shout out to my girlfriend who got me a pochi to plushie. Very cute. Yeah, she got one for herself, too, so we have matching does. Oh, man, imagine if Magu showed up in Chainsaw Man. Oh, my God. You know, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to just say it because I don't want to just keep saying Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man all the fucking time. That is fair. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for questions today. As a reminder, you can put your questions in the questions for Shonen Flop channel in the Discord. And you do not have to be a patron, but we do give priority to patrons, people who have never asked a question before and people who haven't had their questions answered in a while. So thank you all so much for submitting. And I also want to say, Jordan, thank you so much for helping edit the episode and being a great co-host. Thanks, David. Thank you for being uh, a great co-host and editing the episode as well. No problem. And props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. And thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And as we mentioned, come join the Shonen Flop Discord. Even if you're just dropping questions, always love them, but come talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We even have a monthly movie night. Yeah. And uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive monthly content jordan what are we dropping this month a gravity boy hell yeah we're finishing up yeah, our three-part mini series on a gravity boy so come check it out oh man we're finishing the death joke manga you could even be hanging out while we record and help us decide what we're going to be recording next along with a lot of other exclusive content find that at patreon.com slash flop yeah and including perks, let's read off some of our wonderful patrons. I, I Again, I just want to note, we recorded this in December, so my apologies if you became a patron in between episodes. Just unfortunately, that's the name of the game. I want to start by saying thank you to our Chainsaw Man patron. Don't worry, Shet Swan. I played Tetris as a kid. I can make it fit. <laughs> then moving on down to the Dolphin Dad, we have Dude Man Bro Guy. Tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons. Wolfwood, thank you, uh, T. Wolfwood, for joining us today. Then moving down to the King of the Force, we have Albie, Cram, Gabe Lando, Isra Font, Jacob Andrew Galway. Hey, that was our most recent guest. Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Marty. Rachel, my wonderful fiance, she is great. Scarl Mirmidon, T, 
the real Jory, the BB King, BB the, Trevor Schechner, and then going down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Blah Moo Moo, Brian Sexton, Dennis James Moan, Dolphin, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Eric Alex Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, I've Had Nightmares Like This, says Misaka, Lincoln Frey, Mara Bara, my dad, who became a patron for my birthday. Whoa! Mel V, Mike Carpenter, Ryan Jasinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott uh, Frischler, for Sent by Ash, Staghorn, and CZ Digital. I love you all. I love you all, my beautiful patron children. Please check out my website, jordanforbes.art. Look at my art. Look at my apps. Give me a job. Pay me money, please. Or just talk to me, you know? Just tell me you like my stuff. That'd be nice. You really want to get me, like, a great Christmas Hanukkah present? Just just tell me you like my art, honestly. It'd be nice. <laughs> you should definitely check that out. And tune in next Monday for our full episode on Shonen Shoujo featuring Crimson Rogue. Yeah! This has been Jordan. This isn't David. You've been listening to Shonen Flop, David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye.